Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 20. I recorded this on a really nice fall day outside on a picnic table in a park in Dover, New Hampshire, after a super hard training session at Nostos MMA. These three guys are really great training partners. They're all MMA fighters. We talk about how they got into the sport, what they're looking to do next, jiu-jitsu, MMA, wrestling, graffiti. We kind of hit on all the topics. Hope you guys like this episode. Check these guys out. They're all really good people. As always, nothing goes better with a great Northeast BJJ podcast episode than Tortuga Soap. You can buy all the soap you want at tortugasoap.com, so make sure you check us out on the web. And also, please come visit us at portcitybjj.com. Port City BJJ is the home of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast, and we would love to have you come visit us. Hope everybody's doing all right out there. Hope you guys are enjoying the episodes. Everybody be good. Peace. So yesterday we were up at, uh, we went out and climbed Garrison Tower, and we got up there and it was just me and Andrea, and like, there's all sorts of graffiti up there, mm-hmm. and on one of the benches it said, look up, and you look up and on the t- above you it says, fuck you, <laughs> and so she's like, what does that say, dad, and I was like, look up, so then we looked up and she's like, what does that say, I was like, I can't say it, she's like, I can read it, I was like, what does it say then? Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Oh, and so no. she's like, what does that mean, Dad? Oh, my God. I was like, well, don't say it. Don't say it. But it's Please. like if you're really mad at somebody. And then so there was another one where it said the C word. And she's oh. like, ask me that one. And I was like, I can't tell Absolutely you. Absolutely not. I can't tell you Absolutely that one. Not. I was like, yeah. that's the you worst. You one a day. Yeah, that's, that's it. That one's like a couple years where. Dude. You're pretty good to, you for, for her to not know, like, fuck you. Like, that's like something I hear a little kid say all the time. And, um, well, she's heard these words, though, in growing up on a jujitsu mat and in competitions or whatever, but I don't know. Since we never made a big deal, I don't think it matters that yeah. much, maybe. But we were at a thing the other day in Portland, and there was a big reggae fest thing, and it was a bouncy house, and, uh, one kid tripped and goes, shit. And then every other kid in the bouncy house said shit except yeah. for Andrea. Oh, really? Yeah, I went through like, what? But she, her, her, you know, I mean, I don't know. We, She knows. Because that's like, the thing about being a kid. You you know that there's power in it. Like, it's a magic thing. And you're like, so you fuck you. And then you laugh because everyone <laughs> right? reacts. Like, they're, you don't know what it means. It doesn't matter. But right. you know people are going to go, what? You're not supposed to say that. Like, yeah. I know that's how I was. The representation <laughs> of the kids in it. Perfect. I just swear, don't yeah. stop. These like little kids. It's awesome. It's like, oh yeah, that's what true middle schoolers do. Instead of like the the normal like innocent kid like um, representation you get in like most movies. So that thing says "fuck like, the struggles, chase the bubbles," yeah, but I got a problem with how they spell chase. Yeah. Somebody right? needs to chase uh, uh, a English class. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I really just felt like sitting outside and doing awesome. this. I didn't want to do it on the rock. So we're uh, 
Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. We're uh, Kachiko Riverside here in Dirty Dover, New Hampshire, um, down at Henry Law Park. And I'm with uh, three guys here who whooped my ass today uh, for two hours. Our friend Devin Powell, Glenn Kasabian, Ross, they can see you when you wave. <laughs> Ross Danner. Hi. Um, three MMA fighters out of, uh, out of Nostos in Summersworth, New Hampshire. Um, all fight under Devin. Devin, are you their coach? Did Devin fight under are you Devin? like I'm a coach of theirs. Yeah, we have a lot of coaches. You're a coach of theirs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're I life, don't know. You're I, a life coach. I don't yeah. know about. We better talk about this <laughs> role here. Um, how'd you got? How'd you end up in Nostos, Ross? Um, Jeff King brought me in. Oh, yeah. the house cat. I, I knew I was looking for something physical because wrestling. Once wrestling stopped, kind of left an empty void. So after, like, there's nowhere, nowhere else to go. Like, rest, wrestling doesn't progress past high school and college, and I wasn't going to go to college for it. So I found MMA. It was pretty obvious that I, would, that I wanted to do that. Yeah. When so did... I just found the right place, and immediately it was like, yeah, I want to keep going here. What, uh, how long have you been doing it now? I haven't kept, kept track. I think it's <laughs> A couple like years. three and a half, Yeah. maybe. How long did you wrestle for? I started wrestling, uh, I was, uh, Grades are hard. Seventh grade, so I probably got throughout throughout the end of middle school and high school. I got like six years of experience, and then I've been wrestling on and off since then. So you guys all like you're trying to get fights for November. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? Like you just throw your name, like you talk to the promoter and you say like, hey, I got three guys or I got a couple guys that want to fight at this weight and. Yeah, Devin pretty much yeah. controls that. Usually, usually uh, promoters message me and they ask me to ask the group if um, if we have anybody that might be interested. We just tell them their experience, their weight, their record, all that, and then kind of just plug the numbers into the equation to see if anything pops out on the other end. And then it's about agreement with camp to camp um, if they want to accept the fight or vice versa. And then we go from there. We have a different... Another coach, Keegan, that usually deals with one of the other leagues that we take people to fight for. The hardest part is just um, location. I think Combat Zone is a spot that we should work more on getting guys on because they put on good fights. My buddy Calvin Cater runs it, and he's a he's a good dude, and they put on a good show, kickboxing included. Um, New England fights is the league that I was a champion for at 55, and they always ask me for for guys that want to fight and this one's in Portland so I was really excited rather than going to Lewiston not too much further but um, but Portland's pretty close so it'd be pretty cool to, to run the town and then go party after as a team what uh, is that where was your first fight Glenn was that in Portland Dirty Lou yeah oh in Lewiston yeah, the yeah. Dirty Lou it was hilarious because we were there to see Devin fight and we haven't seen you in a while yeah. Yeah. and like we're in the whatever the bowels of the dirty Lou and I look over and there you were and I was like what are you yeah. doing dude he was warming up and I actually fought but I was like the post limb like he's championship yeah. fight and I was like the last fight yeah in a bunch of amateur <laughs> fights after and uh it was a weird time but it was it was a good time it's great to see you guys so you went on a tear dude and just like fought how many times and how long times in 13 months I realized <laughs> the math after I was done I was like that is ridiculous wow. <laughs> and you normally weigh what 
Um, I'm walking around like 160 now. And you were yeah. fighting at 140? Yeah, I started, first fight was 45, and I'm trying to go down to 35, but I haven't found anyone, so it's been 40 catch weight every time since then. When I fought Jefferson, I fought four in exactly six months. That's right. That was stupid. That's insane. Wow. But that's what got me to the show, you know? It's, it's crazy, because what he did was a lot, and I, it's weird because you sign you get excited depending on what what it is you know i had the the jefferson fight that got me back into it after a little bit of a break and then i was, was that asked the one in fight. combat zone yep and yeah. then i was asked to fight erickson which i thought was gonna be a great fight and then it got upgraded to a title fight and weeks before that even happened i was asked to fight for world series of fighting which is like right. nbc's league the whole time I'm kind of hurt during every camp um but it's hard to say no to him, you know? And then I'm trying to recover after that last one because everything's just broken. And then the opportunity to fight for the Dana White show just pops up. So sometimes it's just like, you don't really have a choice. You just, it's kind of the snowball effect. Things keep popping up and it's hard to say no to him, even if your body isn't really as committed as your brain is. Can't say no sometimes, right? I mean, you gotta just take them. Yeah, yeah, it's certain opportunities when they knock, you know, but as an amateur, when you're, you're uh, you're in more of a position, I think, to say no to fights. Yeah. Um, because you're still kind of figuring out everything. Because it all goes away once you go pro. Um, so I was talking to uh, Jared Lawton, and he's like never taken an amateur fight. Yeah. He just does like pro. He like took a boxing match and yeah. did a pro boxing match. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's like, fuck it. If I'm gonna do it, I'm getting paid for it. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he tough just to get a match for somebody like him. He's a great black belt. Tough. That that was the other part. Is it's tough for him to get matches? I think a lot of times. But it was funny. Like I don't think he had one amateur MMA fight. Like just straight up pro. If you go pro in MMA, are you automatically a pro boxer? If you box, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um. Do you got anything going on, or are you just kind of waiting for? Uh, yeah. How I, does that work? Yeah, so it's really, I recently signed with new management, or management period. Uh, <laughs> the wife was taking care of everything to keep me stress-free as far as, like, um, setting up, like, interviews and um, appointments for everywhere I have to be. But the biggest thing that we never had any, um, any input on was who I was fighting. So each fight I've had so far, uh, each time I lost a decision, I lost a unanimous and then I lost a split. My last one, which really sucks. Yeah. And uh, but each time I went in as the heaviest underdog in the entire card. So, not that I don't believe I could beat those guys, but having management that talks to Sean Shelby, Dana White, and trying to get a matchup that would be more in the favor of me looking like a favorite, that would be, that'd be huge. You know, the kid that I fought first or car close just, just kind of flatlined the uh, the hype train that uh, Mark the Casey kid who's super cool super talented he was coming on uh coming into that fight with being candidate for knockout of the year i think for his last fight and then Tracar just kind of beat him up didn't, just did what he did to me right kind of stuffed him right. stepped on his feet right took right. him down a handful of times dropped him with a couple kicks um but yeah hopefully management just gets me the perfect fight you know um just need the stars to align keep the body in check i would like to fight in november i was pushing to try and get on the the um, Madison Square Garden card, but it's not looking good. Yes. Everybody wants to get on that. I was talking to Lozon, and he said he wanted to get on it, and they told him it was just way too overbooked. Everybody, Everybody's trying to get there. But he's fighting in Virginia on the 11th, so I'm hoping I can get on that card. That would be cool. That one's in Virginia. 
November 11th? November 11th. That's what I'm hoping for so I can enjoy Thanksgiving with my yeah. family in Allagash. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, my, uh, my Monday mornings are going to be at his place from now on. Kind of nice. tweaked my back again last week, so I had to hold off. But starting this Monday, I'm feeling a good amount better, so I'll be in there. At Joe Lozans? Yeah. <clears throat> Where's so, his place? You know, I don't even know. It's New two Bedford hours from my house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a while, it's a ways. Yeah, it's a little distance, but it's it's worth it. So, dude, speaking of Allagash, that was awesome, man. We went up to your Allagash and got and you got uh, married. That was yeah. a great trip, man. It's the best. Holy crap, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. All you people out there, go to the Allagash, check it out. Like, that was. Uh, were you there, Glenn? I, I could not make it. Oh man, were you there? Holy mackerel, yeah. um, <laughs> dude! It's a whole nother. Uh, it's like. It's amazing. It's yeah. basically Canada, right? It's like right up it's there. Pretty much, yeah. yeah basically Canada, much. man. And it's like, like you know, they have a, the Powell. It's not the Powell compound, the but the Kelly yeah. compound, man. And so there's like all these houses right there on the St. John River. Oh. And they're all, everybody's related. And there's, you know, yeah. a restaurant and the hunting camps. Yeah. Yeah. Shops. Chickens that, running so. around. Adam Adam uh, Rivera's oh, dog no. got loose and ate one oh, of the chickens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That was a, it's quite the start to the wedding festivities. The, uh, oh, man. The man, the man of the hour, the guy that married us, Adam Rivera. Yeah. Right? First ever MMA coach brings his dogs up, dogs up and my aunt has chickens and they're pretty much like dogs to her, like her pets. She just treats them like little babies, and their pit bull gets out for a split second. The second they get up there, and immediately kills one of her chickens, just ragdolls it to death. So, yeah, it was uh, it was not the best start, but you know we pushed through, <laughs> and, and then uh, you know got the ball rolling the way it needed to. Clear the feathers off. Yeah, the, uh, it's a beautiful place, though. Yeah. A place like. It was, I was definitely glad to have gone up there. It yeah. was amazing. I'm planning on going each year to do the river. Yeah, I want to. Two didn't... years in a row now. So Just a couple days on the river is incredible. Hopefully next time I'll get to do the river for yeah. sure. Um, but we had the big fight to win card the night before that. And so, um, man, it was an awesome night, but a late night. Glenn, how did you get – How you went to college, man. Yeah. You did all these things. How no. did you end up in here fighting four times and – I, I don't even know, right? Um, I started doing jujitsu. I was kind of like, I did a little boxing just to train and like, you know, not be an unathletic like fat kid anymore. And then I started college and um, I was into that. But like when I, you say non-athletic fat yeah, kid, like how I much? I guess it was like 200 pounds, you know, I'm fighting at 35 wow. now. So, I mean, that's a lot. Just yeah. uncomfortable with who I was, you know? And then like, I got a change to that shit and I, um, then I like, I got a bit tech after college or after college, I got into working didn't train didn't do anything found jujitsu you know three and a half years ago or so and like this guy was like teaching me my first arm bar in the beginner's class and <laughs> you know we would f around with like mma and uh i moved to portland for uh for a year and a half and i that's where they they really sunk their teeth in and they got me in the cage for you, the first time. do you remember when i think it might have been your first night you kicked me in the elbow yes do you remember that yep. holy shit did that hurt Couldn't, yeah man that's not good right in the elbow <laughs> Yeah, we're doing Muay Thai and you like kick up right into my elbow. <laughs> I and I thought I was gonna Shitty die. Shitty karate kick. Yeah, what the hell was that, man? It's not good. It's embarrassing. 
You were the, uh, the infamous pincher when you were new. You were the lobster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to, like, didn't understand. Tear our skin up. Yeah, you stopped pinching, hopefully. Oh, yeah, I, I hope A little bit. <laughs> still, got, still got some of his instincts <laughs> left in him. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. do that. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I thought that was gone. No one said uh, anything. It's, it's, you grab skin on everything. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's, it's not quite as fierce. <laughs> it's a technical pinch yeah, now. Yeah. Do you have a nickname? It changes all the time, right? That? Well, yeah. you were, that's, well, that's true, but you have a fight nickname. Like no, I don't. No. Glenn, the, the lobster. No, Kasabian. please not. No, <laughs> I feel not. like it would have something to do with cooking, like add a little string on. Yeah. It's the pinch. The Zen, the, you were the Zen hipster, or the Zen dozer. Yeah. Zen bulldozer. Zen dozer. Yeah, the Zen bulldozer. Dozer, like. No, like bulldozer. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, peaceful Glenn, but like. When it comes time to do business, like he's gonna get in his yoga pose and float his way through you, <laughs> hey, and then he's gonna grind you. I like kill him with kindness, Kasabian. Kill him with kindness, <laughs> yeah. Glenway I mean, Park. Glenway Glen Park is pretty good. That was probably one of my favorite shirts of all time. Like when you got kicked in the nuts in one yeah. of those fights and they caught it on that picture. <laughs> it's like they published six pictures. That's one of them. I mean, yeah. that's pretty funny. Pretty good. Pretty good form for the baseball swing too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was perfect. That that was like a great. Choking up on the bat. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. It was a great local meme. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. So you guys all like train together. Like, what do you fight at, Ross? What weight? One fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. What do you weigh right now? One seventy-five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been enjoying this summer a lot. Is you haven't fought in a while, right? Oh me? Yeah. No. Uh, February is my last fight. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of math. Six months. Yeah. We don't do math on this podcast. Thank God. Actually, yeah. seven. Seven months. Maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's too much work for me. Seven months tomorrow. Woo! Who corners you guys? Does De- I mean Devin corners you guys? And who else? I cornered Ross his yeah. two fights. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was real close to one of my last UFC fight, his last fight, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I I watched front row, and he had Adam. That's right. Oh, actually, I mean you could speak for that. Yeah. Adam and uh, Colton came in. You know he helped me. Uh, had Tim work with me before. Yeah. Just doing DIY, just figure it out as we go. It's been, it's been awesome. It's been a good journey. So you're thinking about doing another fight? Yeah, hell yeah. What's the like? What's the what's the motivation? You know, what um, I mean? you got motive. Like you're like. I think at first it's just adventure. You know? Yeah. It was just like, well, this is what I do all the time. Like, why not make it like as real as possible? And now it's just like, well, this is really uh, gratifying and. Uh, is it fun when you're in there? It has been fun, and it has not been fun. Because <laughs> like, I mean, leading up to it is it must is fun and miserable at the uh, same very time. Very much so. You're on a roller coaster. It's like not it's it's not enjoyable the day of. You know, like I'm not. It's a stressful time, but it's also <laughs> awesome. Sometimes, sometimes like this is what I do it for. This is the best. And then you're like, what the fuck? What is wrong with me? Like, why am I here? <laughs> you know, that's part of it. I think everyone goes through that. Yeah, like, 15 minutes into shark bait, and you're like, I feel like I'm dying. My heart's gonna explode. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? You're starving. You're watching yeah. other. We talk about people eating and like you know like that whole lifestyle. It's like uh, you were alienating yourself from most of society when you decide to do this kind of thing, but. It is about the extremes. It's about, like, you know, you have a range of spectrum of emotions to experience in your life. You should probably try to tap all of them if you can. Like, yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of suffering. Yeah. Eating wise, right? Especially if you're cutting weight, like pain, pain. you know, missing people's like, you know, you're not participating in like birthday parties sometimes or whatever it's going on, you know, because. Yeah. Oh, wrestling season went right through the holidays. Right. Four years of high school, did not enjoy any holiday. <laughs> Thanksgiving, tournament? Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas. Yeah, the Noble High School does a Christmas tournament. <laughs> it's yeah. evil. Huh. It is evil. Not as evil as my aunts were when they're like shoving pastries in my face. Like, <laughs> Why aren't you eating my cooking? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. They take it as a personal it looks, offense. Trust me, I really, I really want to. Just but. freeze it. I'll take it to go. So do you guys all kind of cut weight the same way? Like you like? No. Like what's your what's your strategy, Ross? Like when you cut weight. Do you have one? You should start with Glenn because... Because <laughs> that's all he does is cut weight? No, because he's better at it than me. He does really? it the healthy way. I do it the wrestler way. What's that? Just sweat it out? It is, yeah. It, it's it's very heavy on um, decreasing, decreasing portion size. And I've only recently gotten better putting better stuff in my body. But for the most part, it was just eating less eating less and then having a hard water cut at the end so dehydrating yourself like i i was eight pounds out and i lost seven pounds in a night and another two in the next morning and i I've, i'm better than i was in the past but it's it's not the healthy way to do it do you if there baked is potato chips now instead of like you know, no, no no i cut out the potato chips for you the did? last week yeah oh wow <laughs> <laughs> No, I ate not. I ate like avocados and peanut butter, honey sandwiches. That, that was my that was my diet. I'm just like not not very proficient with cooking. I just kind of kind of just minimalist, pretty much. Is how I would describe it. Maybe like eight count. weeks out, try a uh, if you can afford it. I'm sure it's a cleanse. Oh, do you do do you do meal prepping? I do. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, there's is it that beat place? Um, well, I make it myself, but I, I oh, go there okay. for inspiration and for like somebody's fancy cooking. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, if you're not gonna cook though, if you can get a meal prep, even for maybe even the last month or something, where you don't worry about your food, you're gonna have it prepped. They're supposed to know exactly what they're doing, break it down, what you're trying to, what your goals are. You know, if you're cutting weight, they should understand that stuff um, and give you the correct calorie intake each day. Um, and yeah. then you just don't have to worry about cooking at all. Just eat the food that they give you. Is this like a local scale? place? It's like the best thing I've invested in myself. It's like it makes everything what, so you know, you know, a kitchen scale, so you know like what you're like. Uh, four ounces of meat of chicken, oh, what gotcha. that looks yeah. like, and, yeah. Yeah. and cooking for yourself obviously is a big thing because mm-hmm. you're not gonna have people stomping canola oil out of your food and adding like 300 calories. Yeah, you can really control yeah. and know what's in your food. Yeah, know what you're putting in your body. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest challenge for me is diet and being being healthy like i can i can compete all day and i have plenty of energy for it but just being healthy is the biggest challenge out of anything else that i've done so far yeah how old are you uh 22 yeah you're still young man you can you can do that when you're young it's easier when you're younger yeah get away with a lot of stuff you get away with more for sure you know i feel like not that i'm not young 
because I am. You are. Um, you're just old I'm, enough to have him as your kid, but you're still young. <laughs> I actually am. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. That's true. That's a true story. Son. You could have drank during it, too. Da- yeah. Because he would have driven you mad. That's why, yeah, right? That's why he came out the way he did. Yeah. I was drinking when we uh, conceived him. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Wild, right? I didn't really young thought of bucks. that. Holy shit. Um Whoa. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. It's a lot took you on a you trip. Come, come out of the gym and you're in the real world. You're like, oh, we're, what, why would we all be sitting at the same table? Yeah, right? right? <laughs> that to me is the, the best part of jujitsu yes. and MMA or whatever is that. Really like, is. I love that part. Yeah, it's a know? melting pot in like the truest sense. It's awesome. It is, and we're united in this like common weird thing of like whatever it is. Right. That I don't even know what it is. I think it's just you have to have some sort of humility in there and just seeing the vulnerable side of people, which nobody shows out in public. Right. <laughs> just seeing that vulnerable side immediately. You're just like, oh, uh, this is a real person. This is, I'm seeing, I'm seeing their real self instead of just like walking by them on the street. Yeah, and the desire to like make something out of nothing, because you can go and you can just be consumer and just kind of buy your entertainment or you can go and work together and create your own. Mm-hmm. Like, I like building myself, reality. not, yeah. Plus, there's a thing of like, and man, this is so true even in MMA, but in jujitsu, when you roll with somebody, mm-hmm. you are automatically have this deeper connection with them after That's you're true. done. Yeah, and especially I, like when people are punching you in the face. I, I did not understand. Like, I thought it was the sappiest thing ever to see two fighters like hug after a match yeah. and, and stuff. But after after I got in the cage, I did it. I freaking I hugged the guy that I <laughs> yeah. saw. And, and I get it now. It's, yeah. it's crazy. They feel like they, your, your brother after, after you have a big fight with him. Yeah. How, how long are your rounds? In three minutes? Three minutes, yeah. Yeah, nine minutes. Yep. Nine minutes and you guys yeah. know each other. I feel like better than probably people you know in your whole life. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's a different side for sure. Yeah. I feel like the in the MMA room, it's kind of like or jiu-jitsu, whatever. It's kind of like you look at it like a Venn diagram because there's a centerpiece or where the overlap. I'm not very good with you know school things, but you've got you say that, George, but man, you're dropping all the knowledge today. George has got. Because you do like some tech stuff, and I don't even understand big boy jobs, but <laughs> you get that like the if you think of it stereotypically, kind of like at your age, maybe like going home just thinking about like taking watching care the of the news. kid, watching the news. Look at me and Glenn, maybe our age, we're like, shit, should we buy like a nice car? And like we're getting a little bit older. We're not old yet, but I'm like about to hit thirty. You're barely in your thirties. Yeah. And then Ross, if it, we're talking again stereotype style, he's just getting drunk and like passing out in, in like people's yeah, living right. rooms and stuff. None of us are really living that way, but no. even if we were, when we go into that room, we're all just brothers and we're all the same exact kind of thing. And then we go out and we branch out and kind of do our own thing. But with jujitsu and MMA in our in our uh, brain, I think we all kind of live pretty relatively healthy lifestyles. We're cognizant of what we should and shouldn't be doing, especially if we can go in there. I'm going to have Ross try and kill me each day. Right. I can't really be stupid and like... You know, come in like if I'm if I like wedding day hungover, like I'm not even gonna try and train. You know, so most of the time you gotta just take care of yourself. It's and funny if like, you're gonna be any bit competitive in that room. It's funny. I've never really enjoyed drinking or partying or any of that stuff, and actually use the gym as an excuse. When yeah, my right. Friends asked me to go out drinking. I was like, <laughs> no, I gotta train in the morning when yeah. I could totally just not. Yeah. Got a fight just, coming up. Yeah, good. exactly. I'll just be like, no, nah. and they'll be like, oh, okay, man. I'm sorry to intrude. <laughs> damn, damn right, you're sorry. I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. Drink yourselves away. Or <laughs> poison yourself. But, and then I feel like as as you get longer into doing it, right, like, the outside people become less and less, like, that you hang out. Yeah. Like, I don't really hang out with anybody other than... Yeah, it's true. Jiu-jitsu fighters, you know, whatever, like... You I mean, I kind of... level of a cult, and you just become more exclusive. You, you yeah. do. I, I kind of went into the gym about the time that all my friends left for college, so... Yeah. You guys are all replacements. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got some pretty good replacements. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, you traded up. Uh, you upgraded. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All these college college graduate wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> also over here working on his, his third degree blue belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. How how is uh, like wrestling and jujitsu? I'm always interested in like wrestlers know, that do jujitsu. Give, you know? give me a format in which to explain the two. You want to know the differences between them, how they're alike, the pros and cons between knowing one between the other. No, I can tell you a little bit off the bat. They're like, both they're both so so in depth. Like I just understand grappling a lot more and striking striking and jujitsu has really grown on me, and I do like comparing the two. of them two of them together a lot like I'll, I'll literally be like walking around or working or something I'll, I'll realize something that I've always done in wrestling and be like oh that, that's like the same as doing this in jujitsu it's just it, it's endless they're, they're, neither one of them I think jujitsu is more uh, has more more knowledge more stuff to learn than wrestling does but wrestling definitely has its own Wrestling has intensity, you know yeah. what I mean? Where I think a lot it's of... Like everybody's life a wrestler values, that like, high wrestled in high school is like hard. super game. Like yeah. super hard-nosed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very hard worker is very, very committed. Wrestling teaches you a lot of a lot of really good skills that you don't even realize. You're just some stupid kid that's like, hey, this is fun. Like, this feels good right now. You know, you realize how much, how much good it did you. I'm glad I didn't quit. I almost quit every single year. Yeah. Every single year. <laughs> Like I'm not doing that again. Then I just end up there. <laughs> it was like, okay, time to start start this season. How'd you get into wrestling originally? I didn't make the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my uncle, and a lot of other people in my family always like playing basketball. And my brother and me were both wanting to play basketball for that reason. And I just didn't make the team one of the year and I was just heartbroken. And I just had one one of my friends like, Hey, since you're not doing basketball, you should just come do wrestling. He brought it up to me before then. I was like, no, I'm doing basketball. And I didn't make the team. I was like, hey, remember that time I said I wasn't going to do wrestling? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna show up now. Basketball sucks. Yeah. I'm wrestling now. And I don't know. I've always, you guys all know that. I've always had a ton of energy. And sitting down in the classroom in middle school didn't really do me much good. So as soon as I got in the wrestling room, it just felt great to just let all that energy out. So immediately addicted to it. Did you visualize their heads as the ball and the mat as the hoop? <laughs> No, I never, I didn't, I didn't, I just played basketball. I didn't understand it. I was just some kid like throwing around a ball. I scored on, on our own side half the time. Nice. Like, like rebound and then throw it right back up to the They just like, like pick you up defense. and drop you yeah. in the wrestling room. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you wrestle. Go away now. <laughs> you ever heard Devin's first wrestling story? Oh man. Um, I think he's told it to me once, but you could, you could definitely refresh me. <laughs> That's yeah, I, he had to he had to wrestle with Didi Ricks. Ricks, the oh, Ricks. Yeah. Didi Ricks. She was just Matt Ricks' daughter. She's married to an Olympian. She was at the Olympic Training Center for a while. Um, she might be there still. She's competed against Lee Janes a bunch of times, mm -hmm. going back and forth. But she's just like her dad's a wrestling coach. 
she grew up to be a phenom and my dad and brother wrestled and my dad's from pennsylvania like i didn't know your those, brother wrestled yeah all those pennsylvania jersey boys were just huh. nasty you know hard-working wrestlers so my dad's like all right well you're starting wrestling now so i get taken in and Dee Ricks is my partner. I'm like, all right, it's a girl. She's a year older than me, but we're probably about the same size. I'm like, I don't know what wrestling is. It's like, I'm going to probably win. It's all a girl. Right. Uh, yeah. And I just got destroyed. I was just like, <laughs> it was like a little kid playing with her Barbie. Just launched me all over the place. <laughs> you were the Barbie? That's oh, yeah. awesome. And then the next day when wrestling was about to happen, it's like, that was not wrestling. That was something that I'm not supposed to experience until I'm like, no one's supposed to experience yeah, that. And I hid, <laughs> I hid in my closet. <laughs> so that was the end of wrestling oh for me. <laughs> yeah, that was a great Did time. your dad wrestle in high school? Uh, yeah. Yep. Where did he grow up in Pennsylvania? Uh, King of Prussia. I love your dad, man. Yeah. I never really got to hang out with your dad. Like, I just see him at your fights, but I got to, it's like, funny. spend some time with him up in the Allagash, man. I, I love him. Let's get that dry humor. Yeah, but it's, it's like, he's he's funny. Yeah. Your whole fan, like, your, your, uh, your whole, like, your grandfather. I love that dude. Yeah. Your grandmother. He's great, yeah. Those guys are all fantastic. Yeah. They're all the same way where they'll, they might have a million things to do, but they'll stop it just to help you do one thing they could probably do yourself. Yeah. They just, they give and give and give. Yeah, And they no. don't want anything back. It's great. Yeah, not no. that, not that, but, like, don't want to give back. <laughs> just, they're, they're just such great humans. And give you yeah. faith in humanity again. They really are. Yeah, they they definitely are. How come you never wrestled, Glenn? They didn't have it in my high school. They didn't have it in mine That's, either. Yeah, they didn't, didn't have any. They had the golf. They had all the other things. They didn't golf. <laughs> I guess I'm the lucky one. Though. I didn't have a girl that beat me up right <laughs> the first day. Or else so what happened with Jeff King? Like you, he started wrestling at your high school, and like you, you helped. Oh, like Jeff, that's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Jeff was—he uh, played basketball. He was always a basketball player, and then take like, out sophomore your year, on him. sophomore year, like apparently he was the, the kid that would get frustrated. He'd like he'd like punch the ground and stuff like that, and just like just wasn't a good fit for him I guess so he, he's like I'm gonna try wrestling I'm gonna try wrestling and eventually like I, I always tried to get other people in there like especially my friends did you know him before good, he wrestled then yeah yeah I was friends with Jeff and um brought him in there we were the same size I and um the kid that I would would always like we would have um what do you call them? drilling partners is you'd always like gravitate around somebody your size and skill and there's one kid who was actually on another team that I worked at freshman sophomore year and then junior year we were in the same weight class so we did do that so here comes Jeff junior year and I'm like hey we're, we're gonna work together <laughs> I was like and I knew he had a jujitsu background so I knew he was smart and I didn't realize how smart he was until he competed for the first time and then it was just it was just me like cramming information in his head while beating the crap out of him and like he just he he wrestled like 10 pounds up as at like eating as much as he could he was still 10 pounds lighter than his weight class he's like facing this kid like straight out of africa 189 pounds he cut down from it from like 210 to get there and jeff's jeff's there he's like 175 he's just like standing there like what, what's gonna happen he he like He's like the only person that could actually stand a chance against him. Like, uh, Jeff surprised me in so many ways. He ended up with two years of wrestling. 
being a basketball player, he he got third place in states, and he was extremely disappointed about it. Yeah, which is that's that's not normal. He's right. not a normal person. He's amazing. Yeah, he 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 can absorb information like, like nobody's business. It's great. Is he still getting over to Port City right now? No, he's work. He's like, he graduated. He's a kid like I've known, we've known since he was like 14, right? Yeah. Or 14 yeah. years old. You know, now he's graduated from college and he's got a job yeah. near Boston and he's like traveling to work and stuff. So I saw him like a couple weeks ago, but uh, we call him the house cat. He is a house cat. He is a house cat, mm-hmm. man. He's like, nah, I'll just stay home. I'm yeah. going to hang out with you, but I'm already home, so right. I might as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay grounded. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing that jujitsu, MMA, whatever. Like, I've watched that kid grow up. Like, yeah. when we were at Seacoast MMA, you know, he was there. And now, seven years later or whatever, yeah. kid's like an adult. Pat Marr, too. Pat. One. Yeah. The longest blue belt in <laughs> history. <laughs> got his blue belt or his purple belt not too long ago, but that was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was he had a blue belt for a long time. I bet he was stoked to get that purple belt. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like he had a blue belt as long as I've had, as long as I've trained. Yeah, I think it was a blue belt when I started, maybe. Yeah. Um, I love the way he rolls too. It's it's always creative and like we want to take risks and just like yeah. There's not a lot of people out there that will film themselves rolling with people and put them on the internet getting tapped out. Most of the time he puts himself right there. Yeah. Pat Maher. Yeah. Pat Maher. I don't know. Mayor. He's too. He's too nice. He probably wouldn't correct anyone anyways. Yeah. I call Dan Dion Dan Dion still to this day. Dion. Dion. No, I think it's Dion. No way. No, it's, it's Dion. Right, it is to me, but I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Dion. Yeah. I think if we'll you go back to episode... Only to his family. No, if you go back to episode two of the Great Northeast BJJ yeah. podcast, I feel like he sets the record straight. Back in the, in the archives. Yeah. Look back at this kid. He's just, just running away from this. Future Nostos <laughs> yeah, MMA yeah. student right there. Yeah. He's like, I see something. I must get yeah. it. He's just like running what? across the field. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, so for the people listening, we're out here in a nice, it's a nice afternoon here in Dover, New Hampshire. We're out sitting on the, in a park while uh, Florida is yeah, probably getting crushed with uh, a hurricane. Um, a lot of inspirational things tagged all over this table. One right in front of me says, I fucked my way up to the top. And then somebody right next to it wrote, no, you didn't. <laughs> but the, the best one is definitely fuck the struggles, chase the bubbles. Yeah, chase the bubbles. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't trust does nobody. Does that mean drown? Like drown yourself? Kill yourself? Via no, drowning? Chase, chase the bubbles is like you know, you know, he blows bubbles. Little kids chase yeah, them, pop them. You know, oh, okay. Have fun. <laughs> I was thinking like. <laughs> You can't chase, chase with bubbles. No, like go underwater <laughs> until the bubbles disappear. Well, Just the bubbles go up. Yeah. Yeah, what does right. that say over there next to you? The Bandit and Pocahontas? The Bandit and Pocahontas. Must be a sweet band. <laughs> and I don't believe Hallelujah is spelled H-A-L-L-E-L-U-G-I-A-H. But maybe it is. Could be. You know, Dover's known for a good school. Well, that, you know, I don't want to say anything. I did go to school here. I did go to school in Dover. Another one just wrote who wrote this shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
so kind of like the brotherhood thing we're talking about with jujitsu. All these kids on the table. Yeah, Leanne is a big. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people like Leanne here. And yeah, Bella. wow, there's one over here. A Leanne? Yeah, yeah. a lot of Leanne. She Leanne. makes her way around the skate park, I think. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Um, so training today, man, holy crap. So, like, for, for the people out there, I'll just let you know that for two hours, these guys crushed my soul. <laughs> like, that was, uh, that was a good, really fun, man. It was awesome, like... Um, and I learned so much every time there's striking involved. Yeah. Like, like when Ross and I were training, he kept hitting me with the straight right, <laughs> and that like, right? Or maybe yeah, it was a straight right. I think. I don't like, and so afterwards, I was like, I got to figure out how to, you know, like, and you were like, yeah, dude, you keep throwing the jab and then the hook, and it was like. Pattern right. Oh, yeah, pattern wrecking it, right? I, and I yeah, was like, oh, yeah. I got to like do something different, you know? Like I got to fake that one I or something. I don't remember doing that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you hit me twice with it really good. And I was like, oh, apparently I got to do, you know, there's See, something. twice to me is like I, I failed. <laughs> twice to you is like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, I think twice is good. I'm like, yeah. man, that's, I got to. No, you did, you did great. You're just being hard on yourself. Um, yeah, but it's like, you know. It's, yeah, it's, you're thinking it through. Learning, yeah. trying to figure out, because there's something I was doing. You know, you had a pretty pretty good amount of range to cover, a distance. Yeah, to cover, so, like, yeah, you're trying to find your way in. Right, and, and I knew it. <laughs> right, right. You can there's see there's that aspect though when you're going at somebody in like in jujitsu, like you get triangled or something. You're like, oh yeah, never again. And then the same they hit you with the same thing. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what is that? Like you've got to yeah, learn. And you like, obsess what about is the it, right? step that you're missing, and right. then you go back and you try to play and fix it. And I, it's the same thing with that. You know, like I, if you're getting tagged with the same shot, like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you're like, work. all right, there's something. You know, and a while ago it was because I wasn't keeping my hands up. I'm getting better with keeping my hands up, I think, but like. Um, oh yeah, there's times recently where like things have happened during jujitsu, and I get home and I'm like Andrea, who's a six-year-old, fifty-pound kid. I'm like, do this, and I'll be like working it out on the oh, living room yeah. floor with my daughter, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh yeah, now I see what happened. Like that's what happened. But yeah, I you remember, and I. Had, I remember when I started doing jujitsu, I would like pass guard in my sleep. Like, <laughs> like my girlfriend was like, what are you doing with your hands? Like I'm like, oh, I'm like legit asleep, passing guard. Like. Oh. <laughs> Passing the guard. You're just like obsessed because that shit's like it's just like so weird and you're frustrated and like it yeah. gets really like, what weird. Other, like what the first other six place months, do you learn if you get to apply things that you've learned like immediately and physically and mentally? And like, find out if they work or not. Yeah. Yeah. You immediately get to test it. I think that's just the best way to learn. You're using your entire self to just to just figure things out. Great. I heard somebody say it's like problem solving under extreme duress. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. But if you can't do that, then what's what good is practicing? If, right. You know, you need perfect conditions yeah. in order to, or to accomplish anything. Yeah, it's like, here, you're going to learn how to defuse a bomb. All right, now you learn, set the timer. Right. Here we go. This is just like a couple fireworks. They'll only maim you. Yeah. So we had like, so what did we do? We did like seven rounds or something? Like you yeah, started. So I like, there. there's plenty of ways to play with the structure, but. All the big camps, one of the biggest things that I see them all doing, um, obviously aside from doing MMA rounds, is they all do kickboxing with takedowns. We used to do it at Seacoast a lot and got away from it a little bit. I think with us having two mats now, we really should be doing it more and we, we are doing it more. 
Um, spacing's tough with that because you just take up so much space. Yeah. Uh, especially with people sprawling and, and uh, sliding across the slippery mat. Today? A couple. <laughs> yeah, I saw like one or two. That's impressive. Yeah, I think it was AJ, the, the youth that was in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just so we do seven after warm up, team warm up. We do one shadow round, which doesn't count, just kind of sparring without making contact. And then we do our first kickboxing round, second kickboxing round. Third kickboxing with takedown, fourth kickboxing with takedowns, um, and then straight MMA five. for five, straight MMA for six, and then rounds uh, seven is kind of like a gut check. You're put on the wall, and at all times you need to be able to make contact with the wall by reaching out. But if you take your partner down, you just hold them against the wall for that whole five minutes. Their goal is to get up or reverse and just keep trying to get to your feet, keep trying to keep them down. It's a tough, tough round. That one's supposed to really wear you out. And then once we wrap that, we get into conditioning and then nice little stretch after. Yeah, but then there was abs, dude, at the end, too. <laughs> yeah. It's ab conditioning. Like, I told Glenn earlier, I was like, dude, conditioning, the first round was absolutely horrible. <laughs> the middle ones were totally fine. Yeah. And the last one was horrible again. Yeah. But, like, I I, thought, like, I don't know, man. The first one is brutal. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a campfire. It's hard to get started, and then it burns heavy, and then it's just like the fire starts going out. Yeah, <laughs> and well, you're we just were trying to stay warm. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were done. But that's then probably, the, yeah, that's, the, the that's, head, that's head, why, like, I, I said something. It's like everybody thought they were done. Uh, All right, now it's time for that gut check. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that last really one was good. miserable. Yeah. And then the ad. Nobody thing. else wanted to do it. And I was like, yep, yeah, we, need, we need to do this. And you don't want to be the guy to say no. So you do it. Yeah. And that was, uh, but that, like, you're the, the pencil Superman thing. Yeah. That that's hard. a tough move. That's yeah. a tough movement. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Very, very tough. Command a lot of your muscles to, to work with you to make that happen. It's a cool drill where you, you start out kind of arms and legs straight out. Only thing touching down is pretty much your, your butt and real, real low back. And then from there you transition, do like a barrel roll, but you can't let any part of your arms or any part of your legs touch the mat. So you go into like a full Superman, you just go back and forth for 30 seconds. But the goal of the five minutes is to make sure your feet never touch the mat with 30 second goes of different exercises that are core. So it gets tough. Yeah, well, no, the last, whatever, what was the one for the last 30 seconds? That was V-ups. Dude, my, my abs were killing me. <laughs> yeah. The rest of it wasn't that, I mean, it was, you know, but that last 30 seconds was brutal. Yeah, yeah. that was some pretty strong pain going on yeah pain pain <laughs> um, you know what i learned from you dude you just brought up sprawling i don't think i i mean you sprawl differently than i have always sprawled like you have a much better you know like throwing your legs back yeah when you taught that one time or showed me that and i was like oh this kind of changed my sprawling like yeah. There's a violence to wrestling. There's a violence to like jujitsu, where you're a little bit more like working with the flow, with like like the no, general wrestling. Art, it's is, not yeah. So much. Okay, so here's one good point to to um yeah, you just said it. Jujitsu versus wrestling. Jujitsu is going with the flow, thinking. Wrestling is two two forces are meeting at some point. You know there's going to be con- conflict. You need to meet that force, and you need to meet it at the right angle. And if you don't push against it, it's going to push through you. And if you push at the wrong angle, you might fall down, you might get blown back. I think yeah. one of my biggest hesitations with wrestling is that I'm so, so invested in, in, in jiu-jitsu <laughs> that I, I have trouble putting aside the fact that if I shoot and I don't shoot great, that if it's just wrestling, I feel pretty good about 
me being able to get underneath somebody and then start working for something else and trying to finish on top. Yeah. But if I shoot bad and it's jujitsu, I feel like I'm always going to get submitted immediately. So I feel like at the first entrance yeah, has can. to be perfect, whereas great wrestlers, well, they'll shoot and reshoot and they'll just chain stay wrestling. on you. and just yeah. Yeah. Jamie just figured that out. Yeah. Figured out single. You get a single leg, then focus on the single leg, then he just transitions to a double. All yeah. of a sudden, you just throw off their, their defense and they fall down. Yeah. But one thing that you just mentioned or one thing i'd like to say about that is um if you're not completely committed and confident in a takedown it's never it's not going to work on yep. somebody who's who's proficient yep. at defending so if you have any doubt in your mind you're, you're right you shouldn't it gets exposed yes yeah for sure it's you have to have that split second of complete confidence complete surety like not not like i want to do a takedown it's like i need to get this or else I'm, I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's do or die. Can't hesitate. Pretty much. Yeah. But it's like that, you know, there's aspects of that in jiu-jitsu. You know, you throw that triangle up mm -hmm. and you don't get it in time. They're going to pass the guard. But you have, jiu-jitsu has up. more steps, though. Like, if you fail that, you can, can, can transition out. Yeah. In wrestling, you're just trying to survive if you fail a takedown. Because that person is trained how to punish you if you make one mistake. Like, Smash sprawling. After sprawling, if you successfully sprawl somebody, you're immediately cranking their neck, trying to compromise their shoulders and get their their back on the mat and then from there you're going to do the same thing you're going to compromise their entire body and their spine just to get their shoulders on the ground like it's it's a tough ride when you like i've learned the hard lessons that's why my takedowns are so sure because i i have taken those half-assed takedowns like i'm not so sure about this and every time it gets exposed and i i it's worse worse off than if i do a bad shot but i'm confident about it it's better than if I'm completely technically sound, but I'm not as confident that I can do it. I'm just like, oh, I'll try this out. No, it's it's completely mental. Yeah. Completely. I mean, you can't really be experimental. I mean, I guess there are people that are experimental when they wrestle, like Ben Askren's kind of experimental, maybe. Uh, but, like, right. most of the time, you don't want to really experiment in a wrestling match. In a match, competition, no. Right? I mean, because no. you can lose so quick. Well, well I have. There's... Uh, there's there's a risk reward aspect where if the reward's high enough, then it's it might be worth the risk. Like sometimes if you're losing, like how how in MMA you need that knockout punch, or jujitsu you need that submission. Wrestling you need a some person backing away from you because they have such a huge lead that they don't even need to do anything. They're just waiting for time to run out. Then you got that sense of urgency. You gotta be like, okay, I gotta I gotta do this. And, uh, risk I, losing to win. Yeah. Right. How's it compared to judo as far as like committing and all that? It's probably very similar. Judo, like intensity wise, judo is more like wrestling than jujitsu almost, maybe, I think. I mean, I feel like all jujitsu people should go, like Brazilian jujitsu people, should go and train with a wrestler, a judo person, or an MMA person once in a while just to experience the different level of intensity. Judo, judo people have that intensity too because the rule set is set up for you. To, like if you get to the ground, you got like five seconds to do stuff. So you have to like move real fast or they stand you back up. And, and the stand-up game is definitely aggression. and oh, yeah. uh, Commitment. Yeah, yeah so... I, I I think that I mean you know I love jujitsu and jujitsu with jujitsu people and but you can very easily get caught up in uh, the lazy you, you know laying on your back laying you on your back we're two jujitsu you know? guys we're trying to submit each other but like we're you know we're working a little bit not super hard you go with a wrestler you better 
buckle up. You know what I mean? You're rattling wrestling. When Ross and I roll, it's awesome, man. I have a great time. Yeah. We have great grappling. Yeah. But it's not like me, ver- you know, like I have to turn up my, you know, a lot of, I think a lot, unfortunately, a lot of jujitsu people, you know, when they roll with a good wrestler, like probably get steamrolled off yeah. the bat because they're like, holy shit, what just happened? You know? Well, my goal is to overwhelm. Right. You so that you can't think. <laughs> right. So jujitsu guys need to be able to move fast enough so that they can think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's. I think it's a great thing for jujitsu people to cross train with any people like. Especially with wrestling to jujitsu as well. My wrestling has evolved. Yeah. There's something about judo that is just so different than all of it, though, because there's not. It looks to me. I, I don't know much about judo. I know a couple throws that I like, but I'm not. I'm far um, inferior to any decent white belt in judo, to be honest. But there, there's something about the heartbreak in judo because it's such an instantaneous oh. loss in this sport <laughs> that you might be like the heavy favorite, but you just get foot swept just right and yeah. your shoulders hit. Everything you flew to Japan yeah. or wherever to compete is just gone. Yeah. Like jujitsu, there is that snatch submission, but a lot of these high level matches, they just go the distance. It's like, you know, you're about to lose on points probably, and you're like, you got 10 minutes in, and it's like, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's not like you get in there and 10 seconds in, you get, you get thrown, and it's just shoulders yeah. touch, game over, go home. It's like these guys lay on the mat after they get swept, and they're just like staring at the ceiling, yeah. just like holding their eyes, just like. They put all that oh, pressure man. on that small compact it's amount this, of time. It's, it's just, like, just like train, train for months just for that. Yeah, for that ten seconds. Jiu-jitsu That's wrestling, insane. you get stuck with a hard takedown. You just you keep going. Yeah, you still got you know, plenty. You, you still keep grinding it out. You can you bridge. Just, yeah. Somebody can. My entire freshman year, it was just people trying to pin me, and I, I spent most of my time on the mat just yeah. in a bridge trying not to get yeah. beat. So and the shoulders are all. I can't imagine. <laughs> that. That. Yeah, shoulder yeah. and neck. Holding myself up. Yeah. <laughs> high level, high level yeah. judo guy too. So I, right before fight to win, I've been training. You know, I was training with Rick Hahn yeah, over wanna, at his place. Man, yeah. you should go. He's I a great, to. he's a great guy, yeah, and is. super welcoming, and obviously a high level athlete. You know. So we're training before fight to win, and I don't know. I've start standing with him like. I don't know what I expected, but so we're, you know, like he's going easy on me pretty much, I think, yeah. for the most part. But then, like, some little, like, kind of a stand up scramble, like, he threw me so fast. It was like, I didn't even know. And I've been beat up by a lot of great, you know, high level dudes in my life, but I've never been thrown like that, where it was like one minute, one second, we're doing something, and then the next second, I'm bam on the ground. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. It was like, a, you know, so fast. Judo is definitely an art. It is an art. Yeah. yeah. And then to be an Olympian, obviously, like, I don't care who, you know, anybody that's reached the Olympic level is on a different level. But I had never been thrown like that. Like, I was like, wow. And uh, then we kept going. His wife looked at me. She's like, you're very brave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know nice. if it's bravery Put or, it's, you know, stupidity. Bravery, like, whatever. Yeah, bravery slash stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, I think I can be set for a It's so time. quick, you know, like, wow. Yeah, he, caught awesome. me, he caught me, like, se- probably seven years ago at Triumph, because we all used to go down there for MMA. He caught me with a, uh, a foot sweep. Yeah. Uh, foot sweep. I don't even think we were clenched. He just, perfect timing yeah. with that trip, and just skipped away, and he, he just hit that little, you know, the soccer kick, dri- uh, you know, sweep, where he just pushed the foot yeah. he hit me with that so hard that i was six feet in the air but yeah. horizontal with the mat and i came down so hard and <laughs> i was like all right well 
You got me. Everybody, <laughs> he's pretty good, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> you should tell me that before. The Olympics right? are like, you know, they're not for chumps. No, <laughs> no, he is not a chump. And he's not, it's not even just that he got to the Olympics, which all in itself is like more than 99.99% of this world will ever accomplish. I think he took eighth, which is still yeah, I think so. incredible. I think that sounds you know? right. And then he also, then he just, you know, he went and learned how to box yeah. and oh, became yeah. you know became Bellator champ in two oh, really? wow. two well, different was, the tournament he champ he won the, won the tournament twice different oh weights God. he just didn't he didn't end up with the belt but he uh, he was one of the best Bellator fighters of all time I'd say honestly and he, he became known for his hands unbelievable knockouts unbelievable so much power and he had one awesome uh, I think it was an Epon Sainagi into a knockout he threw the guy just like Chucked him, front flipped him, and the guy like hit his back and started kind of sitting up. And, and Rick was immediately on him, looking down, hammer fisted him right out cold. And it was just super famous judo and MMA video. Yeah. Oh yeah. But well, he just came out a with a, uh, a uh, instructional DVD for like no gi takedowns. You guys should all buy it. Yeah, I can attest to this. What about, what about some gi takedowns, man? <laughs> right, he's got them too. He's got them too, man. Can't do anything with a gi's on. A lot of his stuff. I mean, all the stuff he showed me. I don't mean I don't know if it's, but his foot sweeps for jujitsu. Like he yeah. does a lot of foot sweeps. Yeah, because, you worked one yesterday. Yeah, man, that's like, like my. I've been drilling, drilling that, trying to ingrain it in me because it's such a good. And I know what Devin's talking about because he's done it to me. Yeah, he just does this like foot sweep from hell, and uh, your foot is yeah. like ends up like sometimes you know it's full on banana peel. Yeah. Um, but you he ends up he, he doesn't like a lot of judo you give up your back kind of and with the foot yes. sweeps you don't give up your back yeah. you know you end up in good position to grapple after it right. so um yeah he you should i mean he is a a tremendous resource that right we there, have awesome. that yeah, is very close that you should all go take advantage of Let's do it. Um, yeah. yeah he wants us to come yeah for sure Sure. I wonder if my wrestling would be completely negated by his Dude, he, like, video. I mean, well, he has a, an answer for... I'm sure he does, yeah. You know? It's interesting because, like, he'll let you do stuff. Yeah, he'll figure me out and then he'll... Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's like... It's a, it's a, you know, kind of like you, how I do to you guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> Seriously. So, like, it's yeah. an interesting... You know, training with a dude at that level is, is really an interesting thing because he's so... It is an art. And it's so quick. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah so today was awesome man you guys I was so smoked at the end of that thing I don't know how, I wish I would have weighed myself before and after yeah. I sweat oh, yeah. that was a lot yeah. um, was a good class great great turnout some guys traveled from from Mass and from Portland and all that it was awesome it's good you know that's the, the whole thing we're talking about that you know the on the mats it's just this big family thing anybody you've trained with becomes kind of part of this family so these guys from Shays or Shays where yeah. Glenn used to train guy came down Connor Berry came down to train um where's he out of um Connor Berry he uh I don't know he trains with Doomsday a bit he was at Redline Friday but he doesn't train with them he's at a few different places I know he trains jujitsu with um like uh Hanan, so oh, yeah. uh, well, Flow, Team Flow, yeah. right? But yeah, guy, you know, it's just these guys all want to get good, and we we all have the same passion. Sometimes we just get in each other's way when we have to fight, but a lot of times you just want to cross train with good guys. And when people make the trip down, it's always it's always an awesome time, and it's cool too because 
when when will this be released? A couple days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's getting released tomorrow, so I can say it nice. now because uh, it won't won't get me in trouble. No. But Carolyn's having her first fight and it's against a friend who trains at Shays. They both talk to each other like, should we fight? Like, we both don't really know if we're going to do this, if we're going to like it, but we both have trained with each other so we kind of know it's going to be a great matchup so maybe we should just fight each other so they are. No so kidding. he came down to train with us today and his teammate's fighting my wife and it's not like I'm like, I could be like, get the fuck out yeah. of here. <laughs> my wife's fighting your teammate. <laughs> like, so when are they fighting? I don't care at all. November 3rd. In Portland. Hopefully we'll have some more guys on that card, yeah. Um, but cool. It's, yeah, it's just, you know, it only has to be hostile when you're in the cage with somebody. Yeah. Just just train, have fun, train with each other, get good, and break bread after. Yeah. After you break face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true, man. Yeah, for That's sure. awesome. Um, so is James Blair still going to be on that card? Do we I know? hope so. He's got a tough, tough fight, man. Yeah, Paul Gorman. You know, it's, uh, I love James to death, but man, it's, uh, that's a huge win if he beats Paul Gorman. Because Paul Gorman, he's got a, it is a great record for MMA. You know, people don't yeah. understand that, like, being in the UFC, you have absurd records. Um, and sometimes it's, a lot of it's a matter of just, you have a manager and you do the right thing. When you're looking from day one, you want to get to the UFC. Smart fights build up to the bigger fights and then have those highlight fights to get into the UFC. But Gorman fought incredible black belts from day one, just great fighters that have all made it to the UFC, Bellator, Strike Force, all this junk, you know. Was he and he's like thirteen and eight or something, I think, but he's he's really good, you know. And oh, Blair really is good. really good too, but he's five or six and one right now. Yeah. And uh it's just Gorman's got a lot of experience. So if you can put him away or or beat him, that'd be huge. You I know? think that might have been Jay Jack's first black belt. Yeah, I could be wrong. I think on that, I think but. you're right. It was like three years ago. I just saw something posted. Yeah, yeah. And that being said, James stayed with me for a month to train. Carolyn just went to train at Jay Jack's. Um, right. She trained with a guy, a girl from Young's MMA, that came down with uh, Aaron Lacey and I think Fred Lear. We were another group of guys that I like a lot. We'd go up on our way to Elagash to train in Bangor with Young. So. It's all just a big family, you know. <laughs> There's some real political groups, but for the most part, like I don't, I don't dislike any martial arts gyms. Yeah. I don't know any of them, at least. I like all the instructors, and then maybe it's just me choosing to associate myself with certain ones. I know that there's some that are probably not too fun, but we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, shouldn't have to put up walls just because you have two people fight each other. There's enough drama in the world. Yeah. Like, it's super fun to go to, like, any jiu-jitsu tournament or a fight, and, like, you just have, like, all these tribes of people meeting, and, like, they're all <laughs> intermingling, you're like, I know this guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, uh, you all have that shared unity there. Yeah. It wasn't that way with, with high school competition, not at all. Mm -hmm. Wrestling, or maybe it was just wrestling. Just No, I don't think it's just with anything it in terrible. high school, no. just did not want to look anybody in the eye. Mm -hmm. And then when you start a match, you're staring somebody in the face, and then you're just like, okay, yes, I'm gonna know you in a couple of minutes. But your kids, like then, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? schools are weird though, because colleges exactly. are like, you know, college football. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. But people get really, really heated about. Oh, that heated, stuff. heated. They, they wear that stuff on their skin and on their cars, big time, and they like for the rest of their life. So, Big time. I don't know. So, uh, 
if you guys get on that card, we'll do this again before uh, we'll talk before. Uh, yeah, like I'd let, we're gonna do, let's document the experience. But if you don't like, there's so I, I doing in the hotel. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on a card in order to sit down and talk with you. Yeah, again. I don't listen. I, I I'll give you the first uh, interview for free. Yeah, I gotta pay for that. But the second one, one second gotta, one's gonna cost you. You gotta give all your ticket commissions to George. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I was give trying. You all my ticket commissions. I just won't try to sell any. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Earlier, I was like, you guys are talking about the gloves, and I was like. The reason why I asked you about uh, if they give you gloves, I was like, it'd be really cool to have Tortuga soap, MMA <laughs> gloves. Like, you guys fighting oh, out yeah. there with Tortugas on yeah. the... I got to talk to any. Oh, you just got to get nah. on the shorts. They're, they're, well, you already are on the shorts. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah you can get on everybody's shorts. Yeah, cool. we got to yeah. do it. We got to do uh, it. I mean, I use the gloves they want, they, they, they all say awesome. NEF. You know, they're very... Got to get uniform. Tortuga on there. Yeah. <laughs> just, start just bring league, some stickers George. and we'll yeah. try and slap start them on. Like you're getting vaselined you up, and then George sneaks over and throws a quick Tortuga plug <laughs> onto the glove. Oh, <laughs> you guys gotta put me in your corner. You like, can't do that. Wait, yeah, they tape Wait it up after, and then they sign it, and they just right. put stickers. Like, that, could be the, that could be the new thing. Like the sticker is the seal. Yeah, you know, stamp of approval. Be like, hey, the Tortuga. Instead of you guys using these markers, these inconvenient markers, I got all these stickers for you to like. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's the ones good. I put on the bar of soap would be perfect right yeah. on that tape. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. You hear that? Whoever you guys are, <laughs> Dana White. <laughs> you hear that, Dana? You gotta start. Gotta start mingling with the right people. So it makes more sense than corn nuts, I think, as a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, dude. Seriously. Sweet. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. We will do it again for sure. Like we'll see what happens. We'll do it again, you guys. Peace. Love and hair grease. Fuck the struggles, chase the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs>